Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Average Joe Show, episode number 55, double fives. Of course, you can check us out at AverageJoeShow.com. Talk at AverageJoeShow.com, of course, is the email in on Twitter, Average Joe Show, all one word. I'm, of course, Corey Shrett, and joining me this week, as always, is my partner, Mr. Ward Miller. Ward, what's going on over there? Not much, Corey. Double nickels, 55. I can't drive 55. Damn it, double nickels. I was trying to think. I'm like, what the hell do you call fives? And I just blacked out on that one today. Uh, once again, I told you, man, keep launching them softballs. I'll keep hitting them over the fence. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You couldn't even run the first base. No, I didn't say a damn thing about running. That's why I hit them over the fence. I can walk them off. <laughs> <laughs> And joining us this week, yeah, okay, I'm done talking to Ward, as you guys can tell. And joining us this week for her first time on the show, one of the guest hosts, if you want to be a guest host, AverageJoeShow.com slash guests, Ms. Veronica Lane. Veronica, hello. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? We're doing Hi, great. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Relax. We're doing good. We're doing good. <laughs> just, uh, if you guys... I, I figured I'd tell you guys, just before the show, I, I got online, checked my email, and she's like, what do we do? How do we do this? I need help. <laughs> it's just like, relax, don't panic. Just, just I go. I was like, you know, there, there has to be some sort of tutorial. It's got to be. Apparently, she hasn't heard enough of our shows there, Ward. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe for a regular show, not for ours. <laughs> hey, you're lucky you get show notes. Exactly. I, I, <laughs> For, for the first three shows, Corey didn't send me nothing. I just had to make things up. Hey, we've, we've gotten better over, over time, at least. Before it was, yeah, it was it was pretty bad at the beginning there. But uh, it would have been a little bit better if I could have gotten stories submitted from everyone on time. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, Sorry about that. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I, you know, I told her last week, I said, you know, give them to me Thursday night, blah, 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 like which we always do every week. And of course, Ward's stories are already ready. I know that. I had my stories. So I emailed Veronica, you know, to, hey, give me your stories tonight. She said, okay, it'll be, it'll be later tonight, though. I said, okay, no problem. So I go to bed. I get up the next morning, still no stories. I'm like, crap. <laughs> I was like, oh, it just, you just make it so much fun, Veronica. It just, I could I could have sat here at home, relaxed, had everyone's links up, rearranged them. No, 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 no. I have to wait on you. 8.30 wasn't that bad. 8.30 wasn't that bad. 8.30 in the morning? You probably weren't even up yet. I was at work. Oh, okay. Well, some of us well, at work. The, the funny part was, because Corey usually sends me the show notes, you know, like the night before. And when I didn't get them this morning, I'm like, hmm. So I, I actually had to send him a, th- a thing on Twitter. It said, are we still recording tonight? Because if I don't have my show notes by the first thing in the morning, I'm figuring, oh, something's up. You know, and the last time he didn't send me show notes, we didn't record for six months. So uh, I was just making sure everything was copacetic. Well, see, that's the thing, too. And I'm like, when Ward sent me that message this morning, I said, yeah, because he didn't get his show notes. And that was before I even had anything from Veronica either. So it's just like, well, I really can't do anything. 
And it's like, okay. And it's like, well, Ward knows that it's not on his end. So it's either my end or on Veronica's end, the reason why we don't have show notes. No, I blame you. It was the Oh, oh uh, no big deal. I'm not going to blame the guest host because the guest host may not know. Yeah, I blame you. Oh, the guest host knew. The, when the guest host signed up, the guest host knew. So don't worry. But, but apparently you didn't nag her enough. I'm not going to nag so, her. So I, I still blame you. I'm not going to scare her off yet before she I didn't say. Show. I didn't say to scare her. Just say, hey, we gotta, we, we need show notes or else Ward's going to think we ain't recording and he'll have something better to do with his life. <laughs> Ward, you always have something better to do with your life. No, apparently not, because I'm on this show. Again. <laughs> Send all comments to <laughs> talk at averagejoshow.com that will be redirected to Ward if you don't like what he says. Okay. Enough enough with the chit-chat. Let's start with the show. Uh, Veterans Day, of course, was Wednesday. I think all of us had to work this week. Uh, I know I did. Yeah. You know what pisses me off about Veterans Day? What? They give the schools off. None of them are veterans. Why Why does a, a grade school kid get off for Veterans Day when I'm a veteran and I got to go to work? Well, that's – and that pisses me off too because it's one of those quasi-holidays, which is really an inconvenience for parents because the kids aren't in school and the parents that have kids that are you know too young to stay home by themselves have to either take the day off, find a babysitter or whatever. It's a pain in the ass. But my point is they just be in school. There's no reason for them to be off on Veterans Day. They're not veterans. I'm a veteran, I and I don't you. get the day off. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Damn okay. right. I think I'm going to have to start a campaign. We'll start. That's it, Veronica. We'll start a national campaign to, for veterans to have Veterans Day off. And then you have to go in and prove right. that you're a veteran. If you if you could walk in with a you know a 219, or was it 219? Yes. It's either 219 or 214. 219. And, and prove I was an honorably discharged veteran. They should just let you go. Okay. T- take the day off. I think we should. That's it. We, we, we will start this campaign. Everybody that's listening, send letters to your congressman and all that other stuff. Let, let's start this. It's a grassroots campaign to, to make Veterans Day a national holiday. I don't know why it's not a national holiday, to be honest with you. It should be. Yeah, I mean, I was at work. Yeah, and, and, mem- and memorial, a Memorial Day, you know, memorializes the the ones that have fallen during war. And Veterans Day, you know, is for all the all the soldiers that have were in the military in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, the, exactly. Veterans Day is to remember all the veterans, uh-huh. the the ones that died in the line, the ones that you know came home and and died anyway, and you know the the ones who served and and never fired a shot in war. But I mean. A veteran's a veteran, and uh, I think that the, that they should be recognized. I think that there should be, you know, in, in Pittsburgh we have parades for everything. You know, uh, we have you know swine flu parades and whatnot. And they, they they I mean, of course we had a Veterans Day parade, mm-hmm. and the guy that led the parade was a city cop, which is and which is not normal, right? You go why why you know he's a army reservist who did two tours in Iraq in the reserves came back, came back and took his job back as a city cop. So, uh, you know, I give him all the credit in the world and I, I wish I would have written his name down so that I could give him a shout out, but I, I didn't, I'm bad. 
Yes, you're very bad. Okay, so talking about soldiers and stuff like that, Veronica is going to start off with the first story of the night. This week, um, there was the Fort Hood incident. So there was this man named Hassan. He was about 39 who, uh, you know, for all accounts, went crazy out of nowhere. Um, And he unfortunately and terribly um, shot and killed 13. Um, And he's in the hospital now. um, And they're uh, attempting to, you know, speak with him, serve him papers, things of that nature. Um, But one of the things that they, of course, want to find out is why he did it in the first place. Um, Fort Hood um, had a lot of um, soldiers who were getting ready for their deployment to Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, They were, you know, just doing what they do. And then he um, came in and, and he shot and killed a whole lot of people. Um, so because of what he did, he is, um, there's a, a potential that he could get the death penalty for it. Um, there were rumors that he had some um, terrorist connections, um, but those people who actually worked with him said he was a good guy and a and a hard worker. It was just a terrible, terrible thing that, that had taken place. Um, and, and of course it was even worse that it happened on, um, Veterans Day week. All right. I got to say some stuff about this. Number one, the, uh, what, what, what's really bothering me is the, the media and the, the government is not calling this what it is. It was a terrorist attack. Before he opened fire, he shouted Allah Akbar, which in Islamic is God is great. Mm. He did that prior to opening fire mm. on people, uh, on a, a room full of unarmed people who were in, in actuality where he attacked. These people were processing to go to war to get ready to go to Afghanistan or Iraq or wherever they were sent him to, because that's what Fort Hood does. They pro- they're, they're one of the main processing points for people that are shipping to overseas. So why won't the government say that, that this, you know, now it's all coming out that there's these terrorist ties and, and he was, you know, tied to the, the September 11th killers. And there's all this stuff coming out. And yet the, the media is not reporting it. And I'm curious as to, you know, I understand them wanting to say, okay, let's slow down. Let's make sure that everything is, you know, on the up and up because they're, they're not wanting there to be a backlash against, uh, other Arabs that are in the military. I understand that or other Muslims, excuse me, not Arabs, Muslims that are in the military. I can understand that. However, if you don't call a pig, a pig, somebody else will. And it makes you look stupid because the head of the FBI came out and said, this was, we're not even investigating the fact that this could be potentially an act of terror. He said this the day after the attack, there, there should be a a ton of people screaming for his head on a stick 
because the the first thing you have to think about, I mean, number one, nobody, it, you know, you could say crazy people do crazy things and blah, 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 blah. You know, you don't take that off the table, though. You don't take off the table. There's absolutely no chance that there's terrorism involved. Really? Uh, that's my point of view. And Now, now, wasn't he um, being watched, though? So if if they knew that, that there was a potential tie, that, that he was having contacts that, that he wasn't supposed to have, shouldn't there be someone else that we're looking at, too? I'm thinking somebody didn't do what they were supposed to do um, to make sure that stuff like this didn't happen. I, I, I could be wrong, no, um, Ver- but Veronica, it, it just doesn't you are- make any sense to me. No, you are dead nuts on that. That is exactly right. And they said that, oh, we've been investigating him and there was emails between him and this and that. And he was trying to contact Al Qaeda. All right. Number one, if you have, here's a note to, to the chairman of the army or whatever. If you have a soldier who is trying to contact Al Qaeda, you might want to remove him from, you know, at least having a weapon. You know, put him under a little bit more mm-hmm. scrutiny, maybe. I don't know. You know, and I'm, I'm not trying to be a, you know, a, a warmonger or whatever you want to call it. But I, just common sense tells me, okay, this guy's a Muslim. You could tell, you know, well, other than having the, the he's from uh, Pakistan. You know, they know that he's a Muslim because he stops five times a day to pray and all that other stuff. And, and the U S army has no problem with that. And I agree with that. I agree that, you know, freedom of religion is guaranteed by the constitution. He's allowed to, to, to do whatever he wants to, as far as that goes until he crosses the line and seeks out our enemies. Right. There, I, there I have the problem. And if the, and if the army knew about it, why did they let him walk around you know, carte blanche. That, right, that, right. It, that that just makes no sense to me at all. You know, the only reason they probably gave him carte that blanche. Makes no sense. The only reason they probably gave him carte blanche is they figured that the more freedom they give him, the more that they would find out in the end. But then, if you're going to say that you know that it was a CIA type. In, or an FBI type investigation and they were planning on doing on a, you know, planning on doing a sting on the other end. Uh-huh. All right. Great. Except for the fact that the FBI came out and said that it's not a terrorist. There, there's no terrorism involved whatsoever. The day after the attack. That's why I said we should be calling for the, the head of the FBI's head on a stick because he should not make that statement. Even if he didn't know, whether or not it was an act of terrorism until the investigation completes, until you find out all the facts, you don't say nothing. You know, that just, that just pisses people off more than anything for them to be lied to. All right. I can understand you saying, you know what? We want to make sure we get this right. We're going to take a look at this, that, and the other thing. Great. I can, I can totally understand that. But when you come out and go there, this is not associated with terrorism whatsoever. Terrorism isn't even on the table. And then 24 hours later, you go, well, yeah, he did talk to Al-Qaeda, and he was in the same mosque as the September 11th bombers, and he was talking to 
I can't even remember, you know, the all, you know, the guy's name. The, yeah, Imam Shamalama Ding Dong or whatever piss it is. Why? Just say nothing. Say this is under investigation. That's all that the guy had to say. And the American people would accept that we're, we're investigating this to the fullest of our capabilities and we'll let you know what we find. The American people accept that. But when you come out and go, we're not even looking at terrorism. Terrorism isn't on the table. And then 24 hours later, we get all this other news about all these other people who point out the fact that this guy's a freaking terrorist. You know, the Allah Akbar, mm. that came out 24 hours later. And now the head of the FBI looks like a complete jackass because he said, oh, no, that's not terrorism. That's, we're not even looking at that. Really? You, you, you don't think that now the 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 investigation that that's supposed to be done at the end of this month, should, shouldn't that investigation be not only for, for this guy, but all of the other pieces that were missed? Yeah, the, there should be a, a Senate commission or whatever brought up just to I mean, we had a Senate commission for 9-11. This is just as bad. This attack happened not only on American soil, on American military base. You know, m maybe the military, instead of being so damn touchy-feely about not wanting to hurt people's feelings, you know, instead of, you know, just saying, okay, well, we're going to let everybody in and they're going to do whatever they're going to do. This guy killed 13 people. He was charged with 13 mm -hmm. counts of premeditated murder, which he should have been. He's going to be court-martialed, which means that the military gets to decide the penalty. The de and, and, you know, in the military, anybody who's read the UCMJ knows that the penalty for, for murder is death. And if it's not, if it wouldn't be, if they'd say, okay, well, we're, we have a, a, a big, you know, soft heart, and we, we don't want to, you know, make an example out of him by hanging him at the front gate like a pinata, we're going to let him go and we're going to send him to Fort Leavenworth, Kansas with the rest of the hardened military criminals. This guy won't last a week. Even though those guys are hardened criminals and blah, 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 blah. This guy shot soldiers. He shot soldiers. He shot mm -hmm. a pregnant woman indiscriminately. He will not live if right. he makes it, if, if he gets put into, in, into the military prison, he will die. If he, if he doesn't get the death penalty and they hang him like a pinata, he's, you know, and now they're trying to get sympathy for him because he's, he's paralyzed. Oh, I feel, I feel so bad for him that they shot him four freaking times and it only paralyzed him. He could thank, he could thank all or whatever that I wasn't one of the guys there. Cause I would have put six in his skull. Do I sound bitter tonight? No, typical night for you. Just checking. But you know what? You're right about this, though. You 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 can't take anything that when when military members get killed by quote unquote their own, you can't take that lightly. No, mm -hmm. not at all. I I don't know. It, it it's not you know. It's this is now. Was this the the like the worst quote unquote terrorist attack since nine eleven? On American soil. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. And yeah, it sure was. I, I don't. I don't understand. Don't. Don't. Don't say it's not a terrorist act, attack. That's just asinine. Well, you know, this goes back to the politically correct thing. You know, it, it's like 
we can't say anything bad because we'll hurt his feelings. You know, it's like we I don't care if I hurt his damn feelings. You know what they call this? This is called the nine ten mentality. Exactly. Because I remember in, mm-hmm. in, in and Veronica could might remember this too. In November two thousand one in Tampa, some kid mm-hmm. some kid was up on drugs of some sort. I don't remember exactly the story. And he took a little prop plane and smashed into one of the buildings in downtown Tampa. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, yeah, that was a, that was a big bank building. Right. First words out of everyone's mouth could be a terrorist attack. There was no, oh, we've got to look into it. Fuck that. You know, everything should be first thing. Everything should be thought of now is possible terrorist attack. Well, here's another thing. I mean, and they just announced this today that clean Sheikh Mohammed, the mastermind of the 9/11 attack, they're bringing him to to try him in an American court in New York City within walking distance of the world trade center. That is the biggest, I heard that today bunch of bullshit that there ever was, you know, I I understand that the, the president made this as a campaign promise and the people that are going to try and hold it to it are fucking morons. This guy, what he did was just so he committed an act of war. There is absolutely no way that the court system in the United States is prepared to hand to try somebody on a war crime. It's not. The fact that they're going to have to come in and they're going to have to start from zero and they're going to have to to explain how they interrogated and how they got this information and this, that and the other thing that's considered top secret. And and why they feel as though he's attributed the rights and the protections of the constitution that are guaranteed to American citizens. He's not a fucking American citizen. He's a goddamn terrorist. True. He committed a, he committed a war crime and he should be tried at Nuremberg or at the Hague. He, he shouldn't be in New York city desecrating the ground six blocks away from where he committed one of the most heinous t- attacks ever. And I'm off my soapbox again. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe a stray bullet will get to him on the way to the courthouse. No, and, and that's the other thing. Your tax dollars are paying to protect this jackass. So they're going to have to have increased security in New York City just so that this fucking moron can be tried. Why not try him in a military tribunal? You can you fly 10 generals. I mean, you can pick them from different armed forces. It doesn't have to be the United States. Mm-hmm. We have allies. You get somebody from, from uh, you know, uh, Britain. You get somebody from France. Well, he'll run away. But you get, you get somebody from, you know, Australia. The, the, everybody that's got their backs in that, that went into uh, Afghanistan after this shit started. Our true allies, let them all pick a general. Let that general come and sit in, in, in Gitmo. They do the trial. Those six or 10 or 12, whatever, because you can't get a jury of his peers because his peers are all fucking criminals. Get them in there. They make the decision. You carry out the execution the same day. Period. (laughs) And you know, and I know that'll never happen. No, it won't because everybody's so damn afraid. You know, oh, we're stepping on his civil rights. He has no fucking civil rights. He's not an American. He doesn't have the right to a speedy trial that's guaranteed in the constitution. 
He has no right to face his accuser because it's, he's not an American and it's not guaranteed in the Constitution. Nobody's bringing this shit up and it's driving me crazy. It's like, why can't you just call a pig a pig? The guy's a fucking terrorist. He's a war criminal. He committed a crime, an attack on defenseless people. He has come out and admitted to the fact that he was the mastermind behind the attack. Why do we have to have a touchy-feely, you know, love fest in front of the, the victims and their families, you know, the, the people that are still living in New York City that were in that building on that day, you know, and, and, the, and the families of the people that died, he's going to sit there and fucking mock them because we're too soft. That, and, and they know that. They know that the American people don't want to kick him in the head. I think that they should take him. If they want to bring him to New York City, fine. Tie, tie his ass up to the Statue of Liberty and let people, all the victims drive golf balls at him. Or go up and just fucking beat his ass with a putter. He doesn't deserve to be on American soil. He doesn't deserve to, to get an American trial. He's not guaranteed shit by the Constitution because he's not an American citizen. I'm scaring you, ain't I, Corey? Now, the only fear that 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 I have, well, no, it's it's that I'm not saying that that there's anything wrong with our court system. I'm going to put that out there, but I will say that we don't know enough about how it should be done. So, what if something terrible happens and this guy walks? Then what? Or if he, you know if somebody decides to blow up the courtroom so they can make him a martyr or, I mean, there's a million ors it could be. I, I totally agree with you. But my point is number one, he committed a crime, a heinous, heinous crime. How, if you want to use the, the constitution and you know, he's protected by the constitution and he has a right to a speedy trial. He also has a right to be tried by a jury of his peers. How do you find a jury of his peers? You're going to fill the, the, the jury stand with 12 freaking uh, terrorists? There is no peers. He can't get a trial by his peers. That's why he should be tried in a military tribunal. They've already got the documents. We don't have to declassify and adapt or redact anything. It's here's, here's what he did. Here's what he confessed to. Carry out the execution. Instead, we're gonna, it's going to be two years before this goes to trial because there's going to be lawyers lining up around the block to take this jackass's case because they're going to get free press. They're going to they're gonna be doing pro bono work just so that they can get their name in the paper, and it's horseshit. But I, I, I seem to have gone, gone astray again. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you going astray. Something like that – you know, you got all, all rights to get pissed off at. Well, and, and I hate doing it like that on the show. I'm honest to God. I, I really do. Uh, but that's one of the things that I very, I feel very passionate about. I feel, I, I feel sorry for the victims. Um, I feel sorry for the victims' families that have to, you know, that are going to go to the trial. They're going to, because they're going to feel as though they must go to the trial to face their daughter's killer, their son's killer, their husband's killer, their wife's right. killer. And they're going to have to face him and he's going to laugh at him because that's what Masawi did. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, he did the exact same thing, and this is exactly what this piece of crap's going to do. He's going to laugh in their faces. And it, it's just garbage. The, this should never happen. This should never, ever happen. And the fact that, that, the, that the current administration is jumping up and down, and they feel as though this is some kind of a fucking victory makes me sick. Why can't the military try them? Why do we got to close Gitmo? These people don't need to be on our shores. They're fucking criminals. They, they're not guaranteed any rights. They're war criminals. They, they're, they're protected by the Geneva Convention. And they're not even done that because they're not true uh, enemies of the state because they, didn't, they wouldn't wear uniforms. A uniformed soldier is protected by the Geneva Convention. These guys aren't protected. They're, they're you know, they're, and they know that we're, that we're too forgiving a country and everybody's too nice and doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings and they, they feel as though they have to be politically correct for everything. And it, it's totally wrong. I, don't, I, I think that we've taken political... I can understand being politically correct to a point, you know, you, you don't need to say disparaging things about everybody. And, and I can dig that. I honestly can't. I, I, what I can't get behind is the fact that they say, what's well, racial profiling if you, if you stop Arabs at the airport? Well, 99.9% of all attacks are of all terrorist attacks are committed by Muslims between the ages of 19 and 40. So it's not truly racial profiling. If I pull out and check the shoes of every Arab looking guy between the ages of 19 and 40, that's statistics. That's not racial. You fell into this statistical pattern. So you're going to get checked. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I've been enough of a bummer on the show. Let's move on. All right. Now it's time for the awkward segue moment. <laughs> There's no way you, no way you can transition out of that one. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm assuming that you guys like me have Googled yourself. Can you say that on the, on the air on a family? Show? I have. have you ever gone to google.com <laughs> and typed in your name? I have, and, and I found out that I'm a really tall transvestite prostitute. Oh. Nice. I, wow. I didn't know that, but I know now. <laughs> I thought you were a woman, but uh, I learn something new every day. And of course, Ward, you know? I, Ward, I'm assuming you've done the same thing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and of course. What, I what's funny, seen. though, is because my last name is so freaking common. You... I, I get a ridiculous amount of hits and none of it makes any damn sense. Well, that's the problem too. You get a mishmash of everything. <laughs> well, down in, in, in Georgia, a, a, a young lady named April Becker last week decided to Google her own name. And she found, you know, like a lot of people found a website was named after her, which aprilbecker.com is, could be a co- semi-common name. Well, on this website, apparently there was a little letter that said, Dear April, when you read this, please send an email to april at aprilbecker.com. I'm your dad and would really like to talk to you. Apparently, her biological father, who has been looking for her for the last 30 years, put up a website 
with her name about 10 years ago and has been, you know, waiting for her to contact them. He, he spent $40,000, I believe it was, on everything from private investigators to people scamming him, claiming to be his daughter. And so he figured to put a website up to try to find her. And last week, April Becker Googled herself and found her biological father through this website. So he spent $40,000 and he finds her with a $10 website he got from GoDaddy. Which, Is GoDaddy a sponsor? It should be now. Well, well, then fuck that. It wasn't GoDaddy. It was uh, it was somebody else. Okay, it was NetSol or something. There you go. It's it AOL. Okay, whatever. Fuck. It's, <laughs> it's sponsored by AverageJoeShow.com. So uh, I, I thought this was <laughs> I, I thought this was a great idea, you know? I mean, he couldn't find her. He tried to find the, her, her mother, and he had no luck for, you know, 20 years. And so what the hell? He threw a website up and just, you know. Basically waited for all the loonies to contact him, and he apparently had some information to authenticate if it was really her or not. Well, I'm sure she'd have her birth certificate. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, obviously. You know, I mean, she, she, there would be a way that she could prove. I mean, the, like the, it, the, the thing that bothered me about this story is it doesn't say how he he lost contact or never had contact with her. You know, it just says. You know, right. He's been looking for his daughter and, and her mother for years. You don't know if he was a sperm donor. It was some chick he met and, you know. Well, I mean, you know, I'm thinking, I mean, he was looking for her. So obviously, you know, he wasn't like a, a deadbeat dad where, you know, well, we're assuming wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And, you know, hauled ass. Or, or it's the other way around where the the mother finds out, figures out she's pregnant. She just runs out of fear. Or whatever. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking she might have told him she was pregnant and she just disappeared. Yeah, because, I mean, that way mm-hmm. he he would know. I mean, but then again, how would he know the name? Well, that's the thing. And in certain details. Yeah, that's that's kind of kind but of it, weird. But it said. He unless had- unless there was some of the stuff that the private investigators dug up. And, you know, when these private investigators go on the lookout for somebody, the first thing they do is they Google them. Well, yeah, I mean. You know, I mean, well, of course, you know, he's been looking for 30 years. So you think in, you know, 1979, (laughs) there is no Google out there, you know? No, no, no. But my point is, uh, I mean, when you write any, any time in the last 10 years, right. You hire a private detective and say, I need you to find Corey Charette for me. The first thing he's going to do is go on Google. He's going to search the internet, you know, and try and find clues. So I'm figuring that that's what happened, you know, and especially, you know, kids, the first thing they do is they, they fill out a profile on MySpace. They put all their information on it, right. they a picture of them in the whole nine yards. So, oh, okay, I'm a private investigator. I found this. So, I mean, that's possible. I don't know. Well, it, it said here that the, that the father, you know, knew in the mother's maiden name, the birthday, middle name, and other, other details. Like, I guess he knew the information about her mother. And, you know, and, and of course the daughter knew the same information. So that, I guess that was the connecting link, but apparently he must've known, obviously the child. That name. sounds like a sperm donor. That sounds like a sperm donor to me. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. I mean, yeah, exactly. It, well, it just doesn't add up. It just doesn't add up. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. If, if it's a sperm donor, you're not going to know who the, the recipient any, is yeah the recipient is or or the name of the child or anything 
especially 1979. I think that stuff is like really closed cased. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't I don't know. know. They, they left out too much stuff on that one. They did. I mean, it was a great story. And then, you know, it was just weird. But the funny thing is that it's the quote from uh, the girl, April Becker, said that she could have Googled that name seven years ago and saved her the yearly torment. So apparently she's been trying to find her father for the last seven years or knew that she had a father for the last seven years. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, It's, I mean, it's a real nice story. You know, it's it's pretty cool. But, you know, and I agree with you that they didn't put all the details in that that you'd really want to have in there. You know, like why they were separated, you know, that where where they, you know, was was there a a feudal uprising in Burma and and they were Burmese and they, (laughs) you know, and they got split up. I mean, exactly. Why did they lose track? You know, that not saying that that happened. I'm just saying that would have been nice in the story to find out exactly how they got split up, why they got split up. And then you finish the story and they got back together and you have a happy ending. Now you just have a kind of, you have a bunch of questions going, well, how the fuck did they get split up? Doesn't make sense. Well, 1979, you know, I mean, it could have been anything. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I mean, and obviously back then everything was closed files. There was no uh, open adoption policies and stuff like that. Everything was, you know, everything was kept hush hush. You, you did your part, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, but the, mm-hmm. then again, you're still assuming that it was a, a sperm donor, you know, type thing. So, like I said, we don't know. I mean, and it would have been really nice to for them to show in the story exactly what happened and how her and him got separated you know did did the mother just you know think this guy's batshit crazy and grab his daughter her daughter and run or you know was he abusive or you know whatever you don't know why they didn't they weren't still together right and then for 30 years he's looked for i i think in 30 years you could you know within 30 years we'll we'll find you know osama bin laden here we go again. <laughs> no, I was just saying, uh, 30 years is a long damn time to be looking for one person, but shit, eventually you're going to come up, you're going to come across him. Well, let's hope so. Okay. Well, why not? He's selling cars in Georgia. <laughs> He's probably here all the time. Exactly. Uh, all right. So <laughs> let's go from a father daughter love story to a different type of love story. Yeah, this, this, this is funny. And, you guys got to go out to the average Joe show and, and check out this picture because apparently uh, there was a, a buck decided that it was going to uh, go into a, you know how, how uh, deers and elk will go into that butting thing where they, where they butt their heads together. All right. Leave me hanging. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, just the way you said they butt each other. I got you. Well, no, they do. It's this, you know, rite of, you know, passage thing. I, I actually think they do it to, to knock their antlers off, but I'm not a fucking hunter, so I don't know. But apparently somebody had a, a deer, a concrete stinking deer. And let me rephrase that. A 640 pound concrete deer. A real deer came up and decided we're going to headbutt. The deer backed up, took a run at it. Bam! 
it staggered about 20 feet away and fell and it was dead. <laughs> it killed itself running into this deer. Now, if you go to the average Joe show, there is a picture. And if you look, you know, it, it really, it, it screwed up the, the, the 640 pound concrete deer. Cause it, it, there's pieces of busted antler and everything. But if you look, if you look off in the distance, you see the, uh, the attacker <laughs> laying dead. <laughs> and he, and that attacker looks pretty damn big from this picture. That was it. Yeah. Well, if look at, look at what it did to a 640 pound concrete, uh, you know, concrete elk. <laughs> I mean, that was jacked up though. <laughs> well, There's well, nothing nice about that. Well, the funny thing is, is it says that 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 buck was 180 pounds. Yeah, and it knocked right. the 640 pound concrete elk out of. Now, this this to me proves Darwinism. <laughs> the the damn deer is so <laughs> damn stupid that it doesn't realize that it's running into fucking concrete. Can't they smell? I thought that that was the idea. Is is deers can smell other deers and they can smell people. I don't know what kind of fucking smell concrete has, but I'm sure it doesn't smell like a deer. Why would it do? I, it's just like, okay, Hey, that looks like a deer. Hmm. I, I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to run into it. Bam. Shit. It stumbles off for 20 feet and drops <laughs> over dead. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, now, and it, and and it kept doing it over and over again. So when it hit it the the first time, shouldn't it not have felt like another deer that it's hit before? Shouldn't yeah, it have exactly. been harder? Shouldn't exactly. it have been known said, that? Shit. That, but that's what I said. This all goes to Darwinism, survival of the fittest. That deer was so stupid it had to die. <laughs> that, I mean, that's that's my point. It was like, Jesus Christ. You know, that, that was Darwin going, you're entirely too fucking stupid to live. Yeah. Keep hitting it. Good, good job. Keep, keep hitting it. Shit. You know, you never, you never think this would happen. You really, you know, you, you go out and you buy yourself a huge, you know, a deer concrete statue for your yard as a decoration. You don't think it's going to get vandalized by, you know, a real buck. Well, no. And, and that's my point. That, that, that was my point all along. You'd think that it would go, you know, you know, Bambi walks up and goes, dude, you smell like concrete. Yeah, you are concrete. But not, but, not I'm going to back up and hit you. Bam. But not even Fuck that. You, I'm going to hit you again. Bam. But say, <laughs> say you're in the, say you're in the woods, you know, you go, oh, look, there's one, there's, you know, there's a deer over there. I'm going to ram it. So you run over, you beat the, you hit the deer once. You figure if the deer doesn't move, at least well, you're not going to try have again. Any give. Well, that's the thing. It didn't budge at all. Okay, I'm I'm gonna call it a day and get the heck out of here. Yeah, that goes back to my, you know, Darwinism theory. You're too stupid to live. Just just go along and die. Yeah, good call. Well, speaking of stupid, now he's he's now in in the guy's freezer, right? Didn't oh, he yeah. cut him up and 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 he's now dinner. Yeah. And what I think is funny is he says, I can't pick the deer, or the elk back up until I get a whole bunch of guys to come help me. Cause it's 640 pounds. <laughs> That's 640 amazing. pounds of concrete that he has to lift back up. It, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's amazing. It really is amazing. Well, 
talking about bucks that shouldn't be living to a gentleman in Australia that should follow the bucks, you know, philosophy. This story, I ha- I am so glad that you picked this story. Because for those of you who don't understand what we do, I usually turn in like 10 stories to Corey. And then he'll rummage through my 10 stories and try and find a couple stories that match the other stories that were turned in so that we have some kind of a flow to the show. Well, this one is the one that I said, damn it, if he doesn't turn any of them, you know, if he, if he doesn't use this one, I'm bringing it up because this is the best story of the day. There was a guy that, that was st- the stone driver in uh, Australia. He, he's totally blasted out of his mind. They come and they give him a breathalyzer test and he blows it with no problem. Right. They said, okay, well, yeah, I guess you're straight. And he, he, he started telling them that, uh, the problem was where, where's I want to get the, the line exactly right near the bottom of the story. Yeah. They, they gave him a, a couple breathalyzers and he passed both of them. And then, uh, they said he was, he was unsteady and his speech was slurred and they asked him a couple simple questions and he took longer than usual pauses, blah, blah, blah. But then he began talking about mystical dragons. Now, if I'm correct, Peter Paul Merrick <laughs> sang a song about a mystical dragon. And apparently, uh, that's what this guy, Mr. Crawford <laughs> was doing. And he was singing with Peter Paul and Mary about Puff the Magic Dragon. Be- <laughs> Because they uh, they charge him with driving <laughs> under the influence of drugs and possessing a dangerous drug. It doesn't say what the dangerous drug was, but I'm sure that it had something to do with the fact that it caused him to see mystical dragons. Tell me this isn't the best story you've read. Oh, it is. I mean, by far. You, the, you, you read that and go, and he would have got off. If he would have just shut his mouth, they come in, okay, take the breathalyzer. All right, you're good. Go away. But then he starts telling them about uh, mystical dragons, and they're like, what? Blowing this thing again. You know, maybe it's broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how, what did you just say? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mystical dragons. What? Yeah. Seriously. It, it's like he was almost off scot-free too, you know? I mean, like, like, okay, if you can't, you can't figure out what's wrong with him, you have to let him go. Exactly. You know, he, he passes two breathalyzers. Okay, his speech is slurred. Maybe he's tired. Something like that, you know. Or, or maybe he has a speech impediment. Yeah. All right. I got to let him go on that. Yeah, and I got some fucking mystical dragons. What? Mystical what? Dragons. <laughs> you can't see them? The fuck's wrong with you? Oh, all right. It was like, all right. All right, great. Pee in this bottle. All right. <laughs> he probably would have done it right there on the side of the road. Exactly. We gotta hurry up before the dragons get back. <laughs> We're gonna feed it to the dragons. <laughs> they like stone pee. I don't know. See, I don't know. You know, I see this is unfortunately <laughs> Australia, so we can't go with the old probable cause thing. You know. Yeah, because <laughs> down there they could probably arrest you for. Well, apparently they can arrest you for seeing mystical dragons. So, if you're gonna have a psychotic episode. Uh, yeah, don't don't have it on mystical dragons. Don't, don't have it about mystical dragons in Australia because they will arrest you. <laughs> I know that was probably the best story you had this week. I'm looking He's at stories. He's going to be kicking himself for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just want to know what the dragons look like. 
Oh, I don't know, man, but they caused me to speed. <laughs> they're catching up. Hurry up. Yeah, can you quick? Can you write me this ticket quick? Because they're coming. I got to get the hell out of here. Uh, can you can you out can you out drive a, a a mystical dragon? A regular dragon, I think you could, but them mystical dragons, I'm not sure because I think they can just appear and disappear, and that's what makes them mystical. <laughs> I don't know. Let me get my dungeon master's guide out and see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a dungeon master's guide ward, so I was I was trying to come up with something. My have... my mind started running and you just shot that. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right, so Mystical Dragons, uh yeah, in Australia. And uh Veronica's got a story about something that could actually have mystical dragons on it. Right. Okay, so Microsoft has just banned a little over 1 million users from from having access to Xbox 360 Live. So uh, apparently um, what they were able to do at Microsoft and at Activision um, is to have something in their um, consoles to let them know if if they're um, not using their equipment as as they should. So so they wanted to make sure that if there were any um, pirated games out there, that their consoles wouldn't let them use it. So there are some people out there who said thanks, but um, I'm going to alter my my console so that I can have access to this particular game. So it was apparently the Call of, of Duty game, um, and it was recently released, and there were a bunch of pirated copies of it out there, and about a million users said that they wanted to have access to it and they were caught. And so now they are actually banned from using Xbox Live. Um, Microsoft hasn't said how long um, they would have have this ban out there. Um, it could be one day. It could be for life. They didn't really say. Um, but now they can't use Xbox Live. Now, they are still able to use um, those um, games that are offline, but as far as online goes, they can't do it. So, yeah, you know, um, I, I think Microsoft kind of shot themselves in the foot, the foot with this. I think the main reason they didn't like these modded Xboxes was because they thought that everyone was going to cheat on Xbox Live, which really isn't the case. A lot of these people like to mod their machines, you know, because they're, you know, they're fanboys. You know, that's why a lot of people mod their stuff. Yeah, except for the fact, I mean, there, there's a couple of things going to play there. I mean, I have never read the, the EULA for uh, becoming a, a member of Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it st- actually states in there that you will have an unmodded Xbox. 
which I'm pretty sure it does, or it would, because that sounds like a Microsoft thing from the giddy up, because then they have legal ramification when they say, okay, well, we're going to throw you off because you know, sure as hell that there'd be a million people filing a class action lawsuit if it was illegal. And they, I'm sure that they have the terms of service on their Eula that they can go, it was a modded Xbox. You see here that it says you won't use a modded Xbox or you won't use pirated games. Uh, so I'm sure that Microsoft has an eye. Right. But uh, as far as what the, uh, you know, I, I don't understand that, that, that. I mean, it may be something stupid with me. Uh, when, when the iPhone came out, the first thing people wanted to do was jailbreak it, you know, so that they could put extra applications on and all this other stuff. And, you know, when I first got mine, uh, a bunch of my buddies were telling me, Hey, when, when are you going to, when are you going to hack that? And I'm like, why in the hell would I do that? You know, well, you could put all these other applications on. Yeah. But then if something were to go wrong with my phone and I try and take it back to Apple to fix it and they say, you jailbroke this, you voided the warning. So, you, and, and at the time that I bought it, my phone was 500 bucks. That was before AT&T did any kind of subsidy or anything. So I paid 500 bucks. So I would be taking 500 bucks and throwing it out the stinking window. It's the same thing that these guys did. You know, that's the chance you take when, you know, you, that's why they have those EULAs. You know, before you go, you know, and nobody reads them. I'll guarantee you nobody reads them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in fact, right. there was, a, there was a, a guy that had a thing in his EULA that said, the first three people that contact me, I'll give them $1,000. And there was nice. one guy, and there was one guy who read that because he reads all the Eulas apparently, seen it, contacted him, they gave him a grant. But for the most part, nice. I mean, you, yeah. But the thing is, and, and both of you guys know, it, if you're installing an application or whatever, it's next, 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 next. You know, do you agree? Yep. You, you know, you just signed away your firstborn child. You don't even know. But. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and with the, the kind of language that they put in there, you got to be a freaking lawyer to understand most of it. But I'm sure, like I said, that, that Xbox and Microsoft and, you know, the Xbox Live thing, I'm sure that there's a Yola in there that says that it will be an unmodded Xbox using unpirated games. So, uh, yeah, well, now the only thing is, 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 is that they, they had all of that outlined but it's outlined on the support page so if 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 you don't need any help you would have never seen all of the ways that that you could potentially get banned yeah but i'm sure that they're i know i don't out. ever go to the support page well i don't have an xbox but uh i know that well i did i had the old the first gen xbox and when you signed up for xbox live and gave me your credit card and paid the 60 bucks that there was a Yola that came up during the installation or during the joining process that you had a little checkbox. You said, uh, I, I agreed to the terms of this agreement or whatever, you know, for you to get to the next stage where you put in your credit card or whatever. But I know that there was a terms of service and I know that I checked the box and blew by it because I want to just put my credit card in and get this freaking thing done. And, 
that's what happened. You know, I, I, and do I feel bad for the guys? Not really. You, you know, you knew that what you were doing wasn't right. You knew you were playing a pirated game. You don't accidentally pirate a game. You know what I mean? So see, I don't have a problem with, with, you know, Microsoft saying no to the pirated games, but I, you know, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with people modifying their hardware. Well, it depends what their, their it, it would depend what the modification did. You know, um, the fact that they're mod, if they're, if you're modifying it because you want it to act in a different way, that's fine. But if you want it to act in a different way to, you know, um, bypass security to, uh, you know, circumvent DRM to, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, when you're trying to circumvent DRM, you're trying to get around something because it's, you want to do it differently. Right. You want to do it illegally. You know, it's like the, the people that download songs from iTunes and they go, I don't like the DRM. You know, and the first thing that everybody did was figured out how to break that, mm-hmm. you know, with the analog loop. Mm-hmm. But, you know, is it wrong? Technically, yeah. I mean, if I download, if I go and I pay, you know, 99 cents or whatever for an iTunes song, I think that I have the right, because I purchased it, to back it up. Now, if I, if I decide to back it up as an MP3, that's my prerogative. Or if I want to burn it to a disc so I can listen to it in the car, that's my prerogative. I bought it. But, you know, the, the people that, that go and they, they download, you know, a thousand songs, take them, rip them, convert them to MP3s, and then take them to flea markets and sell them for a buck a piece or five bucks or whatever. I have a problem with that. You know, it, the fair use co- goes, you know, I can understand, you know, I have eight computers in my house, Right. And even though the, the rule says that I can listen to that song on five of them, do you think that's going to stop me from listening to it on eight? No. But mm. it's not the same as me taking it, putting it on a BitTorrent or a, you know, um, or a peer-to-peer site or anything like that and sharing it out with the world. You know, me using it on my personal computers, I feel as though I'm licensed to do that. And, you know, just because I have more than the normal amount of computers that a normal person has um, is not relevant. Well, you know, the funny thing about this story is they're talking about pirated versions of the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 game. And if anybody out there listens to any of the uh, CNET podcasts, the ones in New York City like uh, the 404 or uh, Digital City or stuff like that, they were talking about how these little mom and pop places were selling the game before the official release date because they had them sitting there and they figured they'd try to get a jump on the big box stores. So you could have gone out into like the major cities and gotten the game legally and, you know. Yeah, but I'm, I, I see where you're going with this it's, and you're right. I mean, that's very... I mean, it's not telling us that it detected that it was a pirated copy. It detected that Call of Duty was online prior to the go-live date. Right. 
So, yeah, you may be right. They may have gotten banned for actually having a legitimate copy that they bought from a mom and pop before they could buy it at Walmart type thing. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't think Microsoft's going to keep this ban on too long because that's a lot of cash that they're losing every month from all these Xbox Live accounts. Mm, No, now think about it. That's that's 50 bucks a year. They actually had had to go to a pirate site, right? What's that? Didn't they actually have, have to go to a pirate site to even get it in the first place? Uh, this doesn't say exactly how they how they got the pirated software. Whether they, yeah, like you said, whether they went to a site or whether they went to, uh, you know, like Corey said, a mom and pop place that was just selling it early. Well, I mean, if you're really a di- if you're really a diehard Xbox fan, I'm guessing you could probably go get yourself a new Xbox because, from what I've understood, is the serial numbers on the modded Xboxes. <laughs> were actually banned. So if you got a, if you kept the account and you just got a new Xbox, it should be fine. If you're that good of a modder, you could just switch the NIC card because they're going to ban you by MAC address. So anybody that's listening that got banned by Microsoft and you modded your system, switch the NIC card and see if that fixes it. Yeah, just but, a thought. Yeah, but I don't yeah, see that's the thing though. We don't know <laughs> We don't, we don't know what information is being transferred between the Oh, Xboxes. you know what, though? It would probably be account – like the, the Corey account would be locked out, and the Corey account is tied to this MAC address. So either one of those two situations would cause you – cause a failure. So what you'd have to do – Start from scratch. You'd have to have a new account. New account, new Xbox. Yeah, that's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Let's well, you put it, you could change the NIC card and then buy another live account, but that's another 50 bucks. And I don't know if a regular NIC card would fit in an Xbox. So probably not. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be tough. Honestly, I, I don't know. I, it's, we're going to have to see what happens to this story. I give well, it a week or so. Well, we'll you know what the moral of the story is kids What's don't that? pirate software. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's obvious. I mean, you know, that's obvious, but you know, could you imagine being, you know, the parent that has an Xbox for your kid and you spent the 50 bucks a year for them to have the live account and then, you know, mom, guess what? <laughs> I'd be mad. Oh, uh, yeah. But the thing is, you can't be mad at Microsoft. I no. mean, you got to be mad because the kid did something that wasn't wasn't legal. It wasn't legit. Yeah. And I'm not going to say legal. It it wasn't a approved standard. Is right. that better? Right. They didn't stay in line on Monday night for Tuesday morning to get the Modern Warfare 2 game when the official release date was and all that shit. I don't know. It, it's, it's just we'll have to see what Microsoft does. Maybe Microsoft will just ignore all these people and too bad, so sad, you're not going to be back online. Or you know maybe they'll just uh, you know change their mind in a month or two. I don't know, but I think, I think, I think Microsoft's not going to sell a lot of games this, this holiday season now. I wouldn't bet on that. No, no. I really think they uh, they kind of shut themselves in the foot also <laughs> with the uh, holiday sales. You know, the thing is... They didn't think ahead on that. Well, the, the thing is, though, they take... I was watching a thing on... Uh, I want to say it was the old 
screensavers right before it became Attack of the Show when the, the first Xbox came out. And they said that they were losing money on every Xbox. But Microsoft didn't care that they were losing money per Xbox because they wanted market share to beat Sony. And that they would make up their the price loss with by selling more games. So, and that's the other thing too. I mean, if you think about it, the, the, the amount of money that these games make, you know, they, and I haven't seen any numbers yet for this call of duty one, but they were saying that the call of duty, uh, modern warfare was expected to gross $500 million, right? Half a billion dollars. For a video game. Now, granted, it takes some time to develop, you know, all the coding that comes with developing and making sure it doesn't, you know, it works and blah, 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 you know, but it, I can guarantee you that it doesn't cost half a billion dollars to do that. And once you got the code done, you stamp it on its DVD. What's a DVD cost? Yeah, nothing. You know, a couple cents. So they're making money hand over fist. And, you know, and the thing is, it used to be, now if you think about this, it used to be people would talk about, you know, hey, Spider-Man made $20 million on its first weekend. And you're like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Now you're talking about this video game made half a billion dollars. Well, I know for a fact the first 24 hours it was out, it made over $300 million. Yeah. And, first- the, and they were projecting it to make $500 million. Yep. And it will. I think it will when the holiday season, you know, is upon us now. And uh, I think it'll very easily make half a mil- half a billion dollars. Well, while, while, while we're on the subject, and, uh, I, I got yeah. a real quick question. Yeah. Uh, and we're, we're going to take a little uh, average Joe show poll here. How many how many of you guys think that they started uh, Christmas in July? I mean, I've been here. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Since since October, I've been going and you know, you go into Walmart and they're playing Christmas songs. They have Christmas trees up. I'm like, Jesus, we're, we haven't even hit Halloween yet. You know, and it's like every year they get, you know, it gets earlier and earlier. You know, and and like it used to be when I like when I was a kid. Right at the day after Thanksgiving, was the day that the that the Christmas season started traditionally and that was that way up until uh i guess maybe 10 15 years ago mm-hmm. then they start getting you know it was like every year they went another week earlier another week earlier now they're doing it in in halfway through october it's the christmas season you know it, or is it just me and them and it's always been like that and i'm just totally out of my fucking mind no you're not out of your mind because you know it's funny is a few years ago i went to walmart and it was September. It was after after Labor Day, and I went down to the seasonal aisle, quote unquote seasonal aisle. And I had to pick up a, a couple items for for the barbecue grill, and I'm picking up a few things. And I turn around and I see Christmas trees behind me. I almost had a fucking aneurysm right there in the store. Were they decorated? Yes. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's what gets me because I, I was in Walmart, uh, like I said, like two weeks before thing, two weeks before Halloween, and. They had an entire section of Christmas trees that were decorated. And I'm like, what in the hell is this all about? But, okay, that, that's enough for the part. But there's music now, too. 
there is music all now I'm I am I'm I'm hearing Christmas songs everywhere I turn. Well, you know that's the thing too is, and I, I'm not ready. Well, no, no one should be ready, and that ruins the spirit of Christmas too. You know, I mean, it's bad enough that we got to fight the crowds in the stores and everything like that. But do I really want to hear Christmas songs two months out? It's. Mm-hmm. It's it's it gets old. It's like you know, before it was funny. Like you got excited for Christmas because it was the day after Thanksgiving. You had that whole month to enjoy the holiday. Yeah, now you, right. you know it's the four. You know, July fifth. It's they start blasting you with Christmas songs. It's like hell. We've I've been listening to Christmas songs for the last six months. What what the hell is this? You know. Yeah, it, it's, and, and I understand that the fact that the economy is so bad that stores are trying to generate that. Hey, you know, Christmas sense of urgency, you know, so the people will, you know, because Kmart just started doing layaway again and blah, 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 because, you know, the economy is tough for everybody. And the downside is that that's, you know, they're the one, the stores and whatnot are the ones that are going to get kicked in the teeth, you know, when it comes to that, you know, because people will say, okay, well, I don't got to be as extravagant this Christmas because I just don't have the money. You know, so I think that that's why they're starting it early, you know, figuring, okay, if we do a pre-Christmas sale in, you know, October, you know, people might actually spend more money. Yeah, but I don't give a shit. You, you can do a pre-Christmas sale in October, but don't call it a pre-Christmas sale. Okay? Call it a, yeah, just a call, sale. Yeah, call it a sale. Call it an autumn sale. Call it a daylight savings time sale. I don't give a shit what you call it. Don't call it some sort of Christmas sale. Dude, you sound more bitter than I do. Um, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're right. It, it, I, yeah, I, I'm giving hugs this year. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's not like it's a surprise. Oh, shit, look. Oh, wow. Did anyone know that Christmas was on December 25th this year? I didn't realize it. Come on. Yeah, that's what gets me is when they start, well, there's only 15 more shopping days till Christmas. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to do any Christmas shop until it's one day before Christmas. Hey, I look at it this way. 7-Eleven's open 24-7. That's all I can say. Damn right. (laughs) Mrs. is getting a Slurpee, and she better like it. (laughs) And you don't even have to go to the store to get that for her, right? Now you got to go to the gutter. I try and make something funny, and you take it right in the gutter. You are. You know what? You know what? You you throw those softballs. I'm gonna hit it out of the park. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I had to go there. Oh, okay. Last story of the night here. Uh, once again, once again, once again. Wait a second. Yes. You know, you accused me before of doing the Nazi stories all the time, and doing the uh, food stories and whatnot. Did you notice this is, and, and I'd like you, you know, because I know you keep all the, the show notes and everything. I'd like you to go back and look and see how many stories we do about retards from Florida. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's true. If you go to websites like FARC.com, FARC.com actually has a Florida section. <laughs> That's nice. Um, if you ever listen to Loveline when Adam Carolla was on, they'd always do a, a little thing called Germany or Florida because all the stupid stories came out of those two places in the world. And it's true. And I lived in Florida. I lived in Florida. And Veronica can attest to this because she lives there. There are a lot of stupid right. people because a lot of the newspaper down there, I'm serious. You could just flip through. You're like, are you serious? Every two or three months, someone dri- <laughs> every, someone drives through a, a window of a bank or something like that. I swear to God. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, get, there's a checklist. You get the same stuff every two or three months. So anyway, last story of the night. We don't even pay attention anymore. <laughs> no, you, you get numb to it. But the, yeah, rest the weird of the, shit doesn't phase you at all. No, but the rest of the country, we love it. You know, I get away from it. So this story takes place in the uh, Tampa area, right, right around where I lived and right around where Veronica is right now. Uh, it's a man named Joshua ba- Basso. On November 11th, he was arrested for allegedly placing a series of obscene phone calls to who else but 911. He actually asked the female operator about her breasts and whether she would have sex with him or not. When the cops caught up to the guy, they asked him whether he was masturbating while talking to the operator or not. And he, he, didn't, he didn't want to say whether he was or not, which I think he was. But, that would mean he was. But he didn't think. First of all, here's what he said. He didn't think he'd get in trouble for calling nine one one. When they asked him why he called nine one one, any number, all the other numbers you could call, because you know there's sex numbers everywhere. He yeah, they all start with nine hundred. Yeah, nine hundred or nine seven three type of thing. You know, all that shit. The reason he said that is because his cell phone was out of minutes, and nine one one was the only call he could make because it was free. That's awesome. Now, if you go to AverageJoeShow.com, click on the link to this. That's because they don't have uh, (laughs) free sex lines. No. So if you go to AverageJoeShow.com, click on the link. They actually have an audio excerpt of the 911 call on there. Yeah, I don't think we'd be able to play it on the show. He was masturbating. You think? He was masturbating. Do you think? (laughs) Seriously. You know, oh, I'm horny. I'm gonna- I heard the audio. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. Take a look at this guy. I mean, the 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 picture, it, it, deer deer in the headlights. He doesn't. I he think he should, no hit that, I- he should hit that 600 pound statue. Exactly. He has absolutely no idea what's going on. He's like, you mean you're going to really arrest me for this? Uh, I was just jerking off the operator. How how is that illegal? Let me just call 911 and masturbate. And it it said that he kept calling back. He he, they would hang up or or get disconnected, and he kept calling back. (laughs) That's awesome. He didn't have he didn't have enough time to uh, to finish. I don't know. Well, then no, then then you got to figure he was calling back a guy's answer, and he's like, "Damn it, I don't want to talk to you." Hey, hey, you, where's that hot chick that works with you? Put the hot chick on. I don't <laughs> you know, have no hot chicks here. Get out of here. It, Quit calling me. And, of course, we've discussed this before with 911. It's just great for that some asshole like this is clogging up the, the emergency phone system with stupid shit like this. Yeah, well, my house is on fire. Well, that's the thing. I'm Thanks, sorry. jackass. I can't call to get a fire truck to my house because you're masturbating. It's like really, and then of course the police have to the police have to go out there because they have to you know respond to all nine one one calls. Yeah, because my house has to burn down because he has to rub one out. <laughs> well, maybe if he came over and rubbed one out on your fire, <laughs> kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> that would work. Easy come, easy go. Exactly. Hey, I'm jerking off here at this house fire. Can somebody swing by? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's just it's stupid. He didn't think he could get in trouble for calling. More than dumb. I mean, really. It's just, it's, my granddaughter's four, 
and she knows that if you call 911, there better be something bad happening. Exactly. My son's six, and he's the same way. You don't call 911 just for the hell of it. Yeah. You no, know. he he had something important that he was trying to take take care of. He he thought it was very important. He had the nine one one was the way to go. He had a very important task at hand. Oh gee. You mean in hand. <laughs> Same thing. At hand, in hand, what's the difference? What's the difference? He's what's the difference? He's jerking off for crying out loud. <laughs> I just I just, you know, come on. You know, you know, you even th- you think you accidentally dial nine one one, you freak out. I can't even say, well, you know, hey, you know, I, I've never accidentally dialed nine one one. I've known people that have dialed accidentally dialed nine one one. How do you accidentally dial nine one one? Because, say, for example, you're calling somebody long distance and their area code starts with nine one something, and you forget to dial one nine one, you dial nine one one. I've seen it happen. Yeah, it's very rare that can happen, but. I have seen it happen. You did it, didn't you? No, I did not. It, yeah, you did. I had to rub one out. So you called 911. You framed <laughs> this guy. Hey, quick, hold my cell phone. <laughs> yeah. just, just hold it. I'll be right back. And, of course, you know, I mean, how aroused are you going to get from talking to an operator who's, you know, trying to do her job? You know? Or, or you, and you have to keep hanging up and calling back. I know. Are, are you contemplating trying this? What do you? Why are you asking the question? I'm just. I'm just yeah, I'm just saying. I'm I mean, it was a legitimate question. I, I've, you know, I don't know how many times I actually have to call to to get fired up again. You know, and then the guy keeps answering. That would just that would just ruin, <laughs> ruin my rhythm there. Okay. Yeah. What the hell? I kept I kept trying to call. And have this guy from fucking India. Yeah, how may I be helping you, please? It just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> now, would if, you like me to be helping you rubbing out, please? Now, could you imagine? No, stop it and quit calling me. There's Go some. Ahead. There's some food for thought for you. Could you imagine if they outsourced nine one one? Yeah. Could you imagine? Hello. Thank you for calling nine one one. My name is Bob. How may I help you? I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? Cause you no, know, come to my house. It is on fire. <laughs> you are having a house party? No, you dumb fucker. Come put my house down. It's on fire. I know the roof is on fire. Let that motherfucker burn. Shut. Ah! The roof, the roof, the roof <laughs> is on fire. <laughs> Don't be singing to you. <laughs> Oh boy! You salami eating prick! Come put my house on. Send a fucking fire department. Oh my god, Ward! All right, this went right off the rails. I just asked a simple question, and you just—you went off on it. You <laughs> not got off, went off. I, that train went right off the tracks. Oh my God! Why does the shows always seem to start off really calm, cool, and collective, and they just well, this one didn't? I was screaming in the first half, and then and I didn't start screaming again till the second half. And in the middle, I I took a break, so I I think it's cool. You know what's funny though is we did full circle because we started the show off with hitting softballs over the fence, 
to you ranting and raving to saying hitting softballs over the fence to you ranting and raving again. There we go. It's 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 a cycle. It's cyclical. Yes. I don't like cyclical. I always think of a sickle. Cyclical? I don't know. I, I, I think it. <laughs> I, I think a happy Gilmore. It, okay. it, it's a circle. It's a circle. The circle of life. The ball wants to go home. Take him home, Happy. Take him home. Yeah, jackass. <laughs> That's the one part I like. Yeah, jackass. <laughs> yeah, what's his name? Flaherty. Joe Flaherty. Joe Flaherty. He just pops up out of nowhere. Jackass. <laughs> Great move. <laughs> Highly recommend Happy Gilmore. Yes, uh, I don't. Rec- the average Joe show gives it two thumbs up. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I just actually put two thumbs up when I said that. Oh, really? And this yeah. is an this is an audio podcast. Word, I know, I know. I got a face that's made for audio podcasts. <laughs> actually, I have seen your face, and you're right about that. I know. I'm okay with it. But of course, Ward, where can we find you online? Where you actually do more than just audio? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh... Currently, I'm just doing Macs in Life. It's a video podcast to, to teach people how to use Macintosh computers. Um, I did a guest appearance last week on uh, Berg's Eye View. You can check that out. Um, it, it was it was pretty good. Uh, my buddy Hutch gave me a call last uh, Saturday and says, hey, I'm going to record a show. You want in? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? So I, I recorded a show last week with them, and uh, it went pretty well. He, In fact, he wants me back. So, and, of course, we'll put a link to the Berg's Eye View website on this website. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got going on. And, right of course, now. well, thank goodness. And, uh, yeah. and, of course, I want to thank our guest host, Veronica Lane, for being with us. And, Veronica, throw some links out there. Where can we find you online? Veronica, you there? Okay. If, if you were to head over to ask the projectmanager.tumblr.tumblr.com. You would see a lot of videos that I've put out there. Of course, it's about project management, but I think that most people can use that. And I just want to tell y'all that y'all are so much fun. Well, we try. We try our best. So make sure you check out Veronica at askaprojectmanager.tumblr.com. And of course, we'll have links to that and everything we talk about. On the website, AverageJoeShow.com, of course, that's where you can listen to the shows, get the feeds for each episode, either for your um, iTunes, Zoom, anything else you use, like RSS Feeder. Also have a donate button up there. You can leave the comments there. And, of course, you can shoot us email at talk at AverageJoeShow.com. It's talk at AverageJoeShow.com. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, uh, what you want to see more of, what you want to see less of. Uh, we both look at the emails, of course, and uh, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Quit want, having them episodes where Ward yells all the time. And yeah, we can also get rid of Ward if you want. If you want to be a guest host with us and tell Ward off, go to averagejoshua.com slash guest for information on that. Real easy to do. It's quick. It's painless. It costs nothing <laughs> except part of your soul. Well, I want to thank everybody out there for spending a little bit of your bandwidth with us, downloading this week's episode. And until next time, have a good one. Bye. 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 Bye.